Hi, I'm Maeve Doyle, and you're listening to A Private View. On today's show, I have a conversation with Chyla Berman. The conversation happened when she installed her Covent Garden neon bright lights, collages, and uplifting words in a 3D installation. I hope you enjoy the chat we had. It was very lively. Chyla Berman has worked for decades in the London art scene, but in the past two years, she's become a household name, and her reputation is is taking its place in British culture in a way that I applaud. So I'm so happy to have you oh, here, Chyla Berman. It's so yes. nice to see you. where you found the time to do this. Oh, my I don't well, know because but. I think you're fantastic and I adore you, and I wasn't going to miss it for the life of me. It's another reason <laughs> I like so, having her around. So is you do share the spotlight every time. I've watched you talk publicly with the biggest curators in the city, Francis Morris, Alison Smith, Nick Sharota, anyone who's around, you make sure that you thank them and then you thank all the people who helped you get to where you're going. I really like the yeah. way you handle Well, I think that's really this. good because you don't always... All these other people do help you on your way. You can't do it all entirely yourself, like the Tate, etc. team for my uh, brand at Date Modern. They've been fantastic. Wow. If you don't know what that is, when you walk across the bridge, there's a shop that's set up that's another glowing light leading you to Date Modern. Yeah. And it's Shyla's... Yeah. Tigers. Well, the tiger does look good, doesn't it, in the ice cream van? Because people off the street can... I mean, I think I've kind of like, um, I think people go into my shop more than they go into the other shops. It's really sweet. Yes, it's very sweet. And the lights do lead you somewhere. They do. That tiger does lead you, doesn't it? And the ice cream van. It makes people stop, doesn't it? And then it makes people go into the shop and then makes people buy all those mini neons. So, and the music, because my brother did the music, the uh, podcast of all the uh, Hindi and Bollywood tunes and reggae. And you can tap on. You know those things, and then you can get it on your phone. I'm not very good with all this um, young technology that all the kids use. I haven't a clue, but you I don't need to just be because you're good nose. at collaboration. <laughs> you collaborate with people, and that's even more important. Yeah, I think it's important because I mean there are some really sound people out there, you know, in the art world, and I think like um, yeah. I mean, some people do get on my nerves, but some people are just fantastic. What could you do? <laughs> Should we go back you to the beginning? you got to get the good and, and the bad. We would go back to the beginning and you tell us who you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, how yeah, you yeah. got to be who we know you as. <clears throat> oh, my a... gosh. I've no idea. So I'm a starting now. So I'm Shyla, yeah? And, uh, well... Actually, it's... How did this begin? I know, I was thinking that. Well, you know, funnily enough, I used to come to uh, Soho in the 80s when I was at the Slate. It would have been 1981, 1982, 93, 91. Dur- 80s was... Should just... we go back to the very beginning, where you were born? Oh, yeah, I was born in, in Bootle. It's a good Liverpool. story. Yeah, and uh, obviously I was my parents' first child to be born in England, Two were born in India, in Calcutta, and my dad came to uh, Liverpool because he was working for Dunlop in Calcutta, and he was fed up the way some of the Indian and English bosses were giving him, were, were, were ordering, ordering him around. So he just said to them, listen, 
send me somewhere else, thinking they'd probably send him to somewhere in India. And they said to him, you've entertained us so much and fantastically as a magician, because my dad's a magician as well, as being a bespoke tailor. (laughs) Yeah, so you never guess what? They sent him to Dunlop in Liverpool in Speak. And so that's the start of the Indian community in Liverpool. And he sort of like kind of like made it happen. Is that the right word? Yes. You know, you know, yes. Firestarter, initiated it, initiated rainmaker it. Yeah, started yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, he didn't obviously, typical Punjabi, he, he's more of an entrepreneur. And either he ran away from Dunlop or something happened and he met uh, Uncle Kelly, Anglo, who's Anglo-Indian, where, like fully Indian, he's Anglo-Indian in a pub, speaks, you know, looks totally English but speaks Hindi, met him in a pub and he had an ice cream van, which is hard ice cream van. So he introduced me and my dad to the ice cream trade. So my dad got an ice cream van, ran away from Dunlop. I could just see him just not even saying goodbye, just walked out one day. And then um And, and if anyone doesn't know, ice cream trucks are part of the wellspring of iconography and imagery you use in your work. Yeah, all the time. So yeah, all the time. So your really informed a yeah. lot of yeah, yeah, how yeah. you visually express yeah. yourself. And then my dad sent a, 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 a note to everybody in India and says, come to Liverpool and get a van. They're all, they're all uneducated like me dad, never been to school, unskilled. So the next thing we know, the whole ice cream trade <coughs> begins in Liverpool. No. And three uncles who were called Jats, they're, they're landowners, and they opened the factory. So that's why... And then my dad got a stand on Freshfield Beach, which is the poshest beach in Liverpool, where you've got a red squirrels and you have to pay to go in. So I think, I, obviously, squirrels. I have to clean the van every night. Fantastic. And, 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 and mash up all the cardboard boxes. That's why and you're then, so hard So I think that's why, yeah, you kind of did it for me, Mum and Dad, because he always used to say to us, we came to this country to better your life. And so always be good at school and things like that. And I got a past 11 plus, so I went to a grammar school. Wonderful. That really helps because that's like going to a private school. So you learn to read poetry, Shakespeare, Yeats, Keats, and, you know, and then you did all the Latin and stuff like that. So proud. Um, I, I mean, how I passed 11 plus, I do not know because we never had books pencils, crayons, nothing in the house. Uh, we just played outside. We, we hopscotch, uh, marbles, balls on the wall. I think it's because we played outside so much that you have to create your own games. So you have to be really inventive. Imaginative. So I often think that, imaginative. So if you're outside from, like, say, the weekend, so say 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning, and, you, you know, you have your lunch and then you come back in, you're outside again. So you're always out till... Eight o'clock at night. Same till it gets dark. Yeah, till it's got, and then that was in. the law, right? As yeah. long as you're home before it's dark. Yeah, that was it. And so I think this is how I think I've become creative. Plus, my dad was a bespoke teller. My mum used to knit all the time, so they've got a good eye for detail. Right. It right. must be that. Making things. Yeah, making, making things. things. Yeah, that's why I think I use my hands. Because I think I use sprit sticks and scissors still. And yes, people so say do I. to you, And tape you, and collages and notebooks. And yeah. 
why don't you ever use Photoshop? I says, it goes from one ear and out the other. I can't seem to use computers or anything. I could just about do cut and paste. So it's really interesting because part of this is your early life. You you possibly knew exactly what you were going to do without even having to think about it. It was kind of. I think I just followed my nose, actually. I, I remember drawing a tiger when I was about nine years old in the classroom. And how come I still do tigers? And then my dad put a tiger on the ice cream van. And I think very lucky because I got a first class one at Leeds Polytechnic in uh, printmaking and painting. And then I came to the Slade. Hence, um, I was always in Soho because... I used to go to uh, Joe's Basement. Yes. The photo lab here. Yeah. I remember when Wardour Street was all photo labs. Yeah, and that was our women's clothes shop next door to it. Fantastic clothes shop. Did Phyllida Barlow teach at the Slade when you were there? No, she was, because I was in printmaking. Got it. And she must have been in sculpture. So here's my question to you. So Barto de Santos, who is a great guy, and and, 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 uh, Stanley Jones, who ran the Kerwin press going studios and he made prints for Yoko Ono and all and he was my personal tutor and he was lithography tutor and I'm still friends with him he's in his 80s and so I specialized in lithography screen printing etching and a mix mashed up all the mediums and all of those etchings in the Tate collection nine of them so and it was it was around the days of the riots 1981 or I call uprisings so I did lots of work around that period and uh so like an activist really yeah because when i was at least i used to sell a socialist challenge socialist workers uh, magazine in the in the in the shopping center because i was hanging out with this uh, yugoslavian guy how he ended up in in britain i do not know and he was studying <laughs> chemistry it's a different in, time I, I, I remember I things like that too yeah and i used to do i used to go to workers revolutionary meetings parties it's very punk meetings. rock at the time wasn't oh, yeah. it totally. and then there was punk rock there was punk bands on Every single night in the refectory at Leeds, I was telling somebody that. So you saw The Clash, you saw Scritti Politti, Gang of Four, dated somebody from the Mekons. Um, it was all that was happening and everybody was pogoing and drinking gallons of... And I, I was a pot smoker. I was sitting on the floor rolling all my joints, you know. I remember and- you saying you weren't a drinker. <clears throat> Wasn't drinking, drinking wasn't till I was thing. about 24. I think my brother introduced me to pot when I was about 15, 16, 17, because he used to go to uh, 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 Liverpool uh, Stadium to go listen to all the bands, and I wasn't allowed out because, remember, I had to have an arranged marriage. My mum and dad were strict on me. Oh, my God. Me. Of course you did. So wait a minute, stop there, because I'm oh, okay. thinking, how did they let you go to art school? Were because they not worried you wouldn't get a job? I mean, usually my parents were immigrants, uh, and they're like, you can't make a living in the art world. No, they didn't really understand art. I mean, they'd Got never it. been to go. I just took a portfolio f- to, to me, um, a foundation course, and they said, what's that suitcase you carry? <laughs> it's so sweet. I like, I'm going for an interview, Dad, to the foundation has a suitcase you called the football. And then he said you can take the car so I went I managed to take the car and then they let me go to Leeds Polytechnic because my tutors on foundations is the only place you can go to is Leeds because it's got the best printmaking course but fortunately my cousin's sister lives in Dewsbury so they let me go to Leeds Poly then I got a first class honours and then I got to London I got into Royal College Chelsea and and, and uh, the Slade and they let me go to London because my 
auntie was a nurse in Wormwood Scrubs prison as a nurse and she used and that's why they let me come to London because I understand that so someone here could look out for you there was someone here to look out for you yeah so what was it like at Slade at the time um well, it, was, it was all right actually actually I didn't like it that much because it's part of University College London and I was in this concrete building in Leeds Poly and I got to the Slade and it's all like smells of polish and it was all like very lardy dar and I was going oh my god what's happening and then it was just absolutely nuts but because I was with this Yugoslavian guy, I got on the train straight back to Leeds and he says, you can't come. He says to me, that's so important to be at University College oh, London. Nice. So he sent me back <laughs> and oh. then I stayed. Good, good job he did that. Well, that's why you found him. He was taking care of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he was quite a scholar. <laughs> and, you know, Yugoslavian um, uh, 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 studies, they teach them everything. It's not like England. You know, the way separate everything. Right. Uh, signs and art. I mean, his mum had read Simone de Beauvoir and he was so well read. He was good at science, philosophy, Nietzsche and everything. I remember, actually. Places uh, like Split, which were very, very academic and everything was just sad for a while. Yeah, because, you know, and so in a way that was, uh, it was great support. He always like, I used to draw and draw and draw and you need to draw when you, to be a printmaker so uh, it was it was just it was it, well, it was a cool relationship friendship having covered the beginning story of the life of dr shyla berman where she grew up how she got to be where she is now and culturally what you were dealing with was a, a lot of um I'll say this because I know that it happened to other people. You can tell me if it happened to you. There was a lot of times when women were othered in the art world. They may be incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. uh, someone like Yoyo Kasama was othered once for being a woman and twice for being Japanese. Um, there were great male artists who actively said they were influenced by her work. Andy Warhol, Donald Judd, uh, Klaus Oldenburg. You are much younger than her, but there were issues similar to what she was dealing with yeah, that yeah. I wonder, were you dealing with being othered and watching people who were getting successful while you were getting overlooked? Did this happen? Yeah, I think, you know, what I think happened was, you know, you get a lot of um, uh, uh, younger artists now at 29 who are getting recognised. And I've probably finished the slate when I was 24, 25, 27. I think what happened was, I think that's when people should have uh, spotted me a lot more. I shouldn't have had to wait all this time. Yeah. You know. I mean, some women have to stop because there's young yeah. talent awards. Yeah. And you only have to be under 29 to be eligible for them. Well, women can't do that and yeah. have a family. And some people yeah. had to make a choice. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's all great. It's all good stuff. But, I mean, I have had to work for 40 years nonstop, dead hard. It's through sheer hard work that I think I am where I am now. And, you know, obviously I, I learned, I, I taught myself a lot about black feminist politics in the 80s. Nice there work. was no books in Britain, so I used to read black American, black American women's uh, 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 battles because and at the expense of my social life. And, you know, I kept fit. I did martial arts. I was a brown belt. I swam. You probably learned I, to live frugally.
frugally. Uh, allegedly frugally, you know. And now it's great to have a bit more, uh, a few more pennies in the bank because, I mean, I'm very lucky because 90% of artists have lost their income. And I feel like what I've done is just somehow uh, managed to um, manage to make a living. I make a living as an artist now. Ah, yeah. And it must feel just, good to have some money in the it, bank. Yeah, Nothing can great. stifle creativity no, more because than... Because in the 80s, sometimes we didn't have enough money for a cup of tea when it was a when it was the GLC days, you know, and uh, but unfortunately, being Indian, you know, you just have uh, roti and dal, and that's like almost vegan, and you can live off off that, you and know, look quite and, healthy, and, look at and you, and still be healthy. I think that's because I'm a swimmer. I've always been a swimmer. I swim like three, four times a week, yeah, and do martial arts, and I did all the Jane Fonda. Go for the burn, stretch and turn. I did all of that, you know, and dancing. I love dancing and partying because it's all about work, play hard and work hard. And you have been working hard because I can name at least five places people can see your work right now. Uh, Tate Modern, uh, Victoria Beckham Store, Black Covent Garden. Blackpool Grundy Gallery. So this, uh, this, it, it seems what to people be will say is that overnight success was a forty-year yes. build, which also yeah. has echoes of the oh, Kusama. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm doing the anthropology shop as well. So that was oh, I was with Grace and Perry yesterday. Uh, yeah, be, uh, in the M- Museum of Bristol. So uh, that was cool because I've got two neons in there. Without us, there is no Britain, and Johansi Kurani piece. And he's 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 done a really cool layout, you know, in the, a fold out thing. And there's Banksy, and there's me. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, oh, rightful I'm, place, all these celebrity Wonderful. artists, you know. And it's great to see that because. I think it is cool to be amongst, um, you know, the household names and and whatnot. You know, it's also but, really I mean, lucky to know who you are as an artist before getting that kind of success. Well, Your head you know, doesn't get turned. But also, you know, I mean, you know, James, uh, our mutual J- friend, James Nichols, the wonderful beacon of goodwill, who uh, introduced us, who, who introduced yeah. us, and then we met Alison, and then those were really cool people, Miriam, and, uh, Miriam. You know, so. It's nice to, you know, to have met you and yeah. um, Fifi and people. It's it's like, I think, I think, I think with women friends, we kind of like share each other's and we bounce off each other's and we bond. I think it's very really good to bond. Sometimes you non-verbally. Know. And, yeah, that, and, and not saying the words that can yeah, sometimes yeah, cause yeah. pain. But you're very inspiring because you could do all these like... Um, Splits and all this yoga <laughs> stuff and, and everything, you know. When you were, <laughs> I was you know, showing people off. People send you can climb up ladders and <laughs> okay, do yeah, up, all help the skelters <laughs> upside down. I thought, my God, I want to do that next. You know, I should go to my yoga classes. You know, because I don't do enough of that. Swimming is really cool, but you know, I mean, we're Meg, running out of time. So Stop inspiring. now. Thank you. I, it's easy to be that way with you here anyway. We've got to stop or, 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 or um, look, if it's there was so one cool. piece of two questions, what is art for? Because we've come to the end of our interview. What is art for? And if you could live with one piece of work, what would it be and why? Money isn't the deciding factor. Two questions. What is art for? And if you could live with one piece of work, what would it be and why? Well, I think uh, art's to just like... Um, it, it, it make it uplift people, you know, and 
t- and, and, and teach them stuff. Well, you certainly do yeah. with your neons. And my neons, the probably the without us, there is no Britain. Because we've sort of... And also the ice cream van. We were there. We were here because you were there. For Dad's ice cream van. And my tigers. Wow. I love and, my and tigers. And if there was one piece of work you could live with for the rest of your life? And my tiger. I love... This is the very first time <laughs> someone's picked their own work. I adore you for that. <laughs> Will you come back and talk to me again? Of course. And where can yeah. people see your work yeah. and see you online? Because well. you've got a great Instagram. And I watch your pattern. You get up in the middle of the night because you're very active. <laughs> and at around two in the morning, <laughs> Shyla starts posting. So if you want to see what she's been up, get insomnia. In I'll never do that. I'm Maeve Doyle, and I'm finishing this great interview with Dr. Shyla Berman, whose work you can see at Tate Modern, at Covent Garden, at Victoria back home in Blackpool, and who knows what's coming up for you in 2022. You've been listening to Maeve Doyle's Private View. I am an art critic and artistic director at Maddox Gallery. This podcast is produced by Will Fitzpatrick at Soho Radio. The music is by Korshid Homi. Thank you for listening.